Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host with the most, as always, Adela Marcy. And today, you guys are going to have more of a treat as we get close to the end of the season, the finale, as we will. We have the one and only Mike Zella on the line with us. And the reason why Mike is here is because, A, we tried to book him in one time and we got our wires crossed, so we had to rebook. That was on me. Um, and B... He has one hell of an insane story. I just had to get him on. I read his story. I was like, God damn, I got to speak to this guy. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, my friend. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, you are. It's pretty awesome. It's lovely to see someone that has gone through the entire entrepreneurial cycle of struggle, success, loss, victory, and then somehow finding like I got stability in some way, shape or form. Because I I genuinely feel like most entrepreneurs kind of feel like we hit, if I get to this number, to this level, then I'll have stability. And then you realize it's a lie. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're always on the hunt for more and, and more growth, more expansion, more shifting. If you, if you're really running the uh, entrepreneur game. Yeah. I mean, I honestly find it, I find it really weird that about like 30 years ago when I was around being born, it was insane that you could, uh, if someone's a millionaire or like even had $10 million, you're like, yeah, that's set for life. They never have to work again. And today it's like, dude, there's guys that make a hundred million dollars and they don't take a day off. They keep going. They're like, it's not that I want more. It's just my shit isn't stable yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really too, I've found, I think it's, the inner challenge i don't think there's a greater sport in the world that's more complex like i played sports back in the day and you know what drives the tom brady's or the messiers or the you know lebron james is like man the competition the challenge the inner battle and entrepreneurship man we we got to wear like 17 different hats sometimes um no matter how big your business or how small it is Oh, yeah. The thing I love about this, this is the ADHD person's dream. It's like we're we're high level problem solvers with an insane level amount of problems to deal with all at once and our own (laughs) brain, which is always the joy. But before we get started and really dive into this, um, guys, head on over to Mike Zeller. That's with a Z, not with an S. Zeller.com. Um, head over to his website, literally pick up his. uh, He's got so many cool things like you've got a free guide, haven't you, as well? Can't remember right now because something up. Yeah, I've got a, a six steps to finding your genius guide, and uh, that's going to be a ton of fun to help you guys shift into finding your deepest zone of genius. I think that's one of the areas that I'm one of the best in the world at is helping high performers um, know and claim and step into their deepest zones of genius and stay out of the lanes that they're a suck ass at. Like we all have lanes we're a badass and lanes that we suck ass, and uh, you know I've painfully um lost a lot of money playing in the lanes that i uh, suck ass and and now i get to step more into my uh, zones of genius where i'm a badass you get to kick ass which is always fun too that's just a bunch <laughs> of ass in this conversation is what we're gonna <laughs> call right. it but you've also got a book coming out which is uh find your genius which again we are going to go into which is uh your unique pathway to wealth fulfillment and impact and of course i'm a huge fan of this and by the time the show comes out, we'll only be a couple of months away from Twice Born, How a Crisis Can Remake It, which is your second book, due out in 2022. So uh, right off the bat, dude, I'm, I'm going to be that annoying asshole. I mean, you're on my podcast. This whole thing is just a ruse for me to get like free consultations. By the way, this is what podcasting <laughs> is. <laughs> Kidding. But a man, good strategy. it's a good way of getting help, really, more than anything. I guess my first question for you, realistically, more than anything, is this idea of zones of genius. Everyone here kind of has an idea of what it is. I don't want to go into the definitions because it's pretty easy. It's shit you're good at versus shit you're bad at. You know, if you don't know what it is, it takes a while to find. So my question for you is when were you first aware that you sucked at stuff? And then we're like, I suck at this stuff. I'm amazing at this stuff. Like, when yeah. did that happen? Hmm. Probably in college is when I really started getting more aware. Um, you know, sports was a good metaphor because there's like things that I was like in when well, I played baseball or basketball. Football, wait, so, so did you play multiple sports or was it just like you stuck with one? Yeah, I played baseball and football in high school and then baseball only in college. And then, um, but I also, you know, played pickup basketball and soccer, you know, and things like that. Like, for example, I think actually here's, here's a good moment. Soccer, or as you guys call it in, uh, in, on the other pond, other side of the pond, football. Where it was um, invented and where it was the right word. Yes, 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 exactly. (laughs) So we, um, 
you know, I would play soccer or football and and if you're in England, but I would play and I was like, man, it was so much running and it was so much running. And I was like, you know, I was fast. I was a good athlete, but I would just be out of breath all the time. It was not my best sport. And then I would play baseball or or American football or basketball. And yeah, there's some, some running, especially in football and basketball, and but it's in sprints it's like yeah, you yeah, just give it sprints. your all and i was like hey i'm i was much better at this short burst of energy than the long just run forever you're running back and forth all the time i just and and so that that was when i was like hey you know what i actually should be doing baseball and football more um and i was really good at football like i could move and juke people and then um uh, uh, i played wide out or oh, wow. split in so um and then uh but then in business you know i, I took a myers-briggs test when i was 20 years old in college and i was an intp which means like you're like literally the personality type that's the greatest in problem solving mm-hmm. um and i could architect things and it was very high level logical thinking side and um and had almost no connection with the feeling side <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so wait, have you ever heard of the term Sigma male, by the way? Uh-uh. It's, no, kind, of like an, it's kind of a new term that came out in 2021. It's kind of a weird thing, because, like, you know how you have alpha males and beta males mm-hmm. and then omega, like omega males and whatever the bullshit there is? They actually found a classification for Sigma. The only thing that really annoys me is they keep going, they're all introverts. I'm like, I'm an extrovert, because I'm an ENF. Uh, what was yours, INFP or INFJ? INTP? Mm-hmm. INTP. So mine was um, EN. Uh, FP, I think it is. Campaign is usually like my main strong one. Yeah. yeah. What you're saying there is like basically what the, what you just said there is so true with Sigma because they're walking contradictions where they're like, no, I do feel things. I just don't let them rule me. <laughs> like there's yeah. everything. Like my emotions are ruled solid by logic. It's like I can cry right now and I will feel these tears, or in a week when I've actually got the space to do so. Right now we have other things to deal with. <laughs> like yeah, prioritize yeah. emotions. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then you look at the other people and you're like, like when I would date girls, like my wife is the exact, she's an ENF high feeler, like super high feeler, super high E. When we were dating, she's like, uh, she thought something was wrong with me because I was okay with being at home Friday night, watching a movie by myself. And she was worried about me. And I was like, babe. And I had her then finally, like a couple months in, I was like, babe, let's do a zone of genius state and so i had her take the myers-briggs the disc profile the strengths finder maybe even the colby index uh, you know well. i'm gonna ask you for all of these after this call because i want to know all of them <laughs> yeah yeah so I, got, I, I got some i've got some like inclinations of where you go with your disc yeah <laughs> where do you think i go with my disc i'm curious oh it's really annoying because you are probably going to surprise the shit out of me because you're going to be like an exact opposite of yourself like i think you're actually a c but i think you might be an i type like a c with a very high i like as a secondary because it's like when you're at work you can go into it but natural state you're a c or an s yeah i'm a actually a high di okay so you're right about the i no, yeah. you, that that would make sense. The only reason I went with the C, I was like, "Ooh, he said he's an IM, so maybe he's that." But genuinely, yeah, yeah, no, no it makes that's sense. True. Makes sense yeah. why we get along, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know, we did that date, and it helped enlighten us. And and what happens too, I think sometimes in relationships, um, is we and in business and partnerships. You know, I've I've had a bunch of different partnerships, some that have worked, some that haven't. But when you understand each other's strengths and and weaknesses and you can appreciate each other and then you help each other step into your deeper zones of genius now um the partnership is going to be happier um more likely to succeed um and same thing with the romantic side like now we still flirt six years later my wife and i around her tendencies for certain things like one of her tendencies is ask what is wrong that's her first dominant question of anything like she's gonna ask hey what's wrong and my least favorite question is what is wrong and so like we naturally would have friction and now we still laugh about it but we still you know even today like it happened this week where she asked me what is wrong i'm like babe nothing is freaking wrong i'm just in focus mode quit asking me what's wrong 
in a but it, because I understand that, then I flipped it initially uh, after that to like, I know you're just asking because that's how you're programmed. She's like programmed to ask that, and it's yeah. hard to rewrite her program. Oh man, I'm the same. I have that quite like my uh, my trigger question is what's up. Yeah. As in, like, if I ask someone what's up and they're going through like a situation where they're either deep thinking or deep feeling, I'm like, no, tell me what's going on in your head right now. Main reason, if it's like a problem that you can't solve or you have a situation, I'm like, yeah, here's a solution. Go if you want a solution. Yeah. If you want to talk, I'll give you a talking person, but I want to know. Um, but kind of like going off of that, so how do you personally identify your own zones of genius? Because again, I know where I'm, so like to give you an idea where I'm at right now in this transitionary period while we're speaking is I'm transitioning out of one zone of genius to really expands out, expand out to the other because for the last 14 years, everyone's expecting me to come from one zone of genius, but the reality is there's like 10 um, that mm. I really just play comfortably and like they all kind of relate into the same thing. So my question for you is, if someone has that kind of level where they're like, I'm good, they're a polymath, they're great at several things, how do they find their zone of genius? Good question. So I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to show you this. Oh, I can't do the screenshot. Hold on. Hold on. No, you can. And now you'd be able to screenshot. All right. So let me show you this real quick. And for you guys listening, I'm going to break it down. So it's basically four core quadrants. The first one is your unique talents. Where uh, where could you be one of the best in the world at talent-wise? Where do you just naturally, this is easy. What is hard for someone else, it's easy. Now, if people go through five different personality tests, the reason five different ones is they all test and measure different things. You do the disk profile, that's going to te test different behavior characteristics. You do the strengths finder, that's going to test your natural strengths of like how your mind works. Is it more strategic? Is it more relational? Is it this or that? Um, then you do the Colby index. That, that test, are you a heavy fact finder? Do you need a lot of facts to make decisions or do you need a few facts? And are you much more quickly to start something or are you much slower to start something? Are you much quicker to implement um, or are you do, you do you suck at the follow through or are you great at the follow through? Like, so I'm a super high quick start. I'm great at starting things, I suck at the last 20%. Um, then the last one is wealth dynamics. It's my favorite test. Have you done the wealth dynamics yet? You know, every single one you've done, I've done. I've actually got all of them. I've, I've got nice. I've, I've got all the ingredients of what this is, but that's why like this is perfect for me because I'm like, I'm just giggling my ass off going, yep, no, I know what these ones are. Curiously, right, what's, your, what, what's, your wealth, what's your wealth dynamics? Creator. Uh, yeah, I think that's Secondary, me. mechanic, and star. Yeah, what's yours? Uh, I will find that out, but keep going and I'll bring it up in a second. All right. So, so then you assemble all the... All the tests, because most of us, like yourself, you've taken them. You're a perfect example. You've taken the test, mm -hmm. but you can't remember the details. Yeah. And then so I created a process to help organize and distill and synthesize and interpret the results. And then you take that in com combination because those that only gives you part of the clues. Yes. It's a, then you go to your life experiences, your unique life experiences, those moments where you felt alive, where you felt like energy is pulsating through you, where ideas are flourishing, or you just felt, hey, maybe I'm supposed to do more of this. Those moments, those little, sometimes divine nudges or signs from the universe, right? Yeah. Then the third area. Divine nudges actually work as a great word, by the yeah. way. Yeah. 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 I like it too. <laughs> or the third thing is then the third quadrant is your relationships where do you have this hotbed of relationships and where you just feel alive by being around these people for example when i did my relationship inventory i was like hey why do i have all these uber successful authors very successful e-commerce entrepreneurs like they're in my sphere um also some very successful real estate uh, people and entertainers, etc. I was like, you know what? There's some clues, and I love being around the authors. I love being around the e-commerce entrepreneurs. So that was a sign that hey, there's something there. Versus other people would bring me death. Like if you're a banker oh. or a lawyer or whatever. I mean, I do have some friends that are lawyers that are more entrepreneurial than typical lawyers. So I love them. But man, mm. typical attorney, oh, you know, that's they don't bring me life. Then the last piece is your values and passions. What do you stand for? What do you stand against? What do you have an insatiable curiosity about? 
And you just go through and do this like massive deep inventory. You create your USPs, you create your values, your personal brand uh, positioning statement. Um, and then it helps you clarify going away from like just your, your what your zone of excellence is versus your deepest, deepest zone of genius, which is where everything ties together. Okay, so explain that a little bit between zones of genius and zones of excellence. And by excellence, by the way, uh, wealth dynamics profile is I'm a star with secondary profiles as creator and supporter. Oh, great! All right, that makes sense. You're not going to have a chat afterwards about all of this. Just, yeah, just I love it. Perfect. We'll, I'm we'll you guys in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, so as you take all this, like your zone of excellence. I can be really good at something. I'm good. Like, for example, I was a top real estate agent and had a great real estate team for a number of years. So I did really well with that. It was sold. I sold like 500 homes in my career. I had a nice little real estate portfolio. I can do that. I can do it well, like among the best, but didn't fit my long-term passion. Didn't fit my deepest zone of genius as a creator. I'm meant to birth ideas. Like I'm one of the best in the world. When I come alongside, I've got seven, eight, and nine-figure entrepreneurs that I mentor, whether in a coaching mastermind or in my one-on-ones, and I come alongside, and I help them step right into, like, if, if they're at the beginning of a project or making a career transition or business transition, boom, I'm absolutely phenomenal uh, at that, at helping just them lift off, whether it's monetizing their genius you know, et cetera, et cetera. Stars. I love working with stars. One of my business favorite business partners is a star too. You have that same, you have a similar thing. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you are one of the rare few people that I would probably say that has this too, because I've not come across many. You think on your feet better than anyone else, don't you? Like yeah, if I'm, someone throws a problem at you before they even finished explaining the problem, you're like, I've got four or five solutions ready to go. And like, some of them are like, I've not even tested these. I just know they're going to work. So go for it. Yeah. I'm yeah, guessing you're true. that type of person as well. Yeah. Yeah. One time I had. Fucking hell. Sorry, I, I'm really happy. A, it's right to find someone that also does this. Yeah. Yeah. So stars and creators, you're, you as a wealth on the wealth dynamics as a star, you're very comfortable in the limelight. Hence why you got a great podcast. You're very comfortable um speaking promoting being a brand ambassador for something you're also quick to start and begin yeah. something terrible at finishing. Uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> very very true um now the difference between a creator and a star for me as a creator i'm just uncanny at that part um as a creator like a richard branson elon musk you know those guys steve jobs was a creator too um uh as a star I think Oprah is a star, um, you know, you're, but you, it, your star brand, if you're behind the scenes, it, it doesn't feel aligned. You can do it, but I'm okay. Not even being like my original vision for my entrepreneurial career was not even to be in, in front. Like people, I want to be that secret billionaire, like where I could go out to dinner. No one would bother me. Yeah. I think, you <laughs> and, know, I think everyone at some point or another in their career as an entrepreneur wants that. I think kind of like, cause I remember wanting that too. And now I'm kind of switching out of that. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Time. Yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm okay with it now. Like, but it's, it's less my inclination. My, my partner, Natasha Grano, mm-hmm. from Graziano, she's from London. She's got 5.5 million Instagram followers. She loves being on stage. She lo- she's like, Mike, I just want someone to just show me what, just tell me what to do. And I'll go there and I'll just be a star. She just loves, and she just is magnetic, and she she's natural at that. I can step into it, but it's less my type. Like, so you can be naturally so good at that. Yeah, better than I could. Interesting. Also, weirdly enough, I don't know why, but I know Natasha's face. I just quickly Google. I was like, oh, I've seen her somewhere, but I don't know where. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Who knows? Small world, right? Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, all right. So coming off of that, like let's because again, I made that very much about me. Thank you for uh indulging <laughs> me in my own stuff. But for everyone else at home that's listening in right now, if you're going through the stuff where you're trying to figure out who you are, these results do help you find your genius. But let's say that again, you're like me in the sense that you've got or like us, you've gone through all this stuff, but you really don't know how to capitalize on it. Like let, let's say that you are a star or you're a mechanic or you're a deal maker or you're a lord. 
any type of a, not just wealth dynamics, but anywhere that you've got in your combination, how do you take advantage of it? Because that's really the case. It's all good knowing it, but how do you put it into action? Yeah. And ultimately that's why, like, really I started creating this process because I had, I've had about 300, 400 entrepreneurs go through this over the years that were in my masterminds and my coaching programs. And I was like, man, there's, I gotta, I gotta help people figure this out because I know this person should not be doing that. And they should be doing something like this over here. And that's why I created the, the, ultimately the course and then the book. So I've got the zone of genius course that really gives you the worksheets and the processes because you need something to interpret. Like right now you've got all this information. Literally, if you've done all five of those tests, and then if you throw in the Enneagram or some of the other tests, you've got probably 300 pages of information about you. Easily, easily. Easily. So then what is most important and what, and some of it's going to resonate, some of it's not because it's just, it's just an algorithm that has to give you, Hey, you're most like this. Um, And some elements are not accurate for you. So you have to pull out and distill. And that's why, you know, my main worksheet in the zone of genius process is 12 pages. You go through the 12 pages, you've got, you've interpreted it all. And now you have clarity. You're like, all right, this is aha. Uh-huh. Like you, you'll, when someone goes through the process of everything, it will take hours. But when someone goes through the whole process without fail, I can just hundred percent conviction in my spirit because I've seen it, whether like one of my clients, he's got eight figures and liquid assets, plenty of money. Like he's done really well, but he didn't know his zone of genius necessarily. He's gone through it. So like, Mike, I have more clarity than I've ever had in my life. And, and so you got to, you just, it's that, why is that great book called Think and Grow Rich? Right. The thinking is the magic. It's not work hard and grow rich. It's not get busy and grow rich. It's not network and grow rich. It's the thinking is the magic. Now you have to do the other things oftentimes, but you need the thinking and thinking. Socrates said to know thyself is the beginning of all wisdom. Agreed. So couldn't agree more. Know thyself and be thyself. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. my favorite one out of that is love thyself. Yes, that's because very, very few people do that, in my opinion. It's you. Yeah, it's it's hard. I I've been through the journey on that and working on. I even thought about it this morning. Got to just loving myself better. Oh yeah, it's. But I think that's kind of what I don't want to take away from people is uh, I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day about what is essentially from a male perspective is sometimes you do need to go kick up the ass where you just get told you need to toughen the fuck up and just get going yeah fine but you got to pick your shots when you say that but there are other times where you got to be okay with showing yourself love and being emotional but the thing is and this is the walking line that i tell people at the very beginning of your copywriting career or not just copywriting sorry i should just say that's for the people i work with um or have helped in the past for any business career you got to basically go into battle for the first two, three years with the hardest shell you can, because it's going to hurt. After yeah. you've been through it a couple of times, it hurts less and yeah. you can become more yourself after a while. But I think that's also the thing, same thing that drives us is that never say die, never quit. All right. You beat me once. I've got to get you twice back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's the resilience and the grit. And also here's another cool thing that I loved about the wealth dynamics test. And some of the other profiles when you go and study and then like I read Richard Branson's biography. I've read Elon Musk. I've read Steve Jobs biographies. I've read all the biographies I could Walt Disney's documentaries and things like that. So that I would see, oh, Walt Disney went bankrupt here. Elon Musk had to borrow money, pay rent. Steve Jobs did this or this, you know, got kicked out of his own company. Like you, you see the failures of your personality type. And you see, all right, this is how I can manage. And you find encouragement. You know, it's like yeah. all of us go through different journeys. And, um, you know, in my darkest moments, like those, the stories of others is what pulled me through. I'm going to ask you about that. What is one of your darkest moments, if it's okay to share? Yeah. In, in 2018, right before we got married, um, my wife and I, uh, we were having this beautiful wedding in Florence, Italy. We had a wedding in Nashville as well. And then my cash cow business, which was my real estate business, disintegrated 60 days before we got married through a partnership issue. Wow. Um, yeah, and it was like, it was 
producing most of my cash. Like, you know, one month the year before it, I'd netted over a hundred grand um, in that business. So I did well with it. Um, but uh, disintegrates. And then uh, all of a sudden, hey, uh, <laughs> I got this huge wedding to pay for. I got a little bit of runway just to get me through the wedding. And, uh, and that was a brutal year. And then I had a real estate investment flip that I also lost. Um, I ended up losing $250,000 on um, total combined that year. So it was, it was brutal. So, yeah. but crisis remakes you. I had to let go of a bunch of things that didn't serve me and step more deeply into the things that truly do serve me. That's powerful. It's kind of funny that happened to you in 2018. Mm. I'll tell you why, because uh, I, I've said it multiple times, 2018 was the worst year I had in business. Mm. Like literally everything just went wrong. I think uh, yeah. this is the first time I'll admit it because I'm far enough removed from it that I can talk about it now. Is it cool if I share this? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I know it's my show, but at the same time, it's always good to ask, you know, yeah, guests, friends, as yeah. you do. Um, no, at one point, I went like six months without paying my rent. Yeah. I, I couldn't afford to pay my rent in London for six months. I am grateful to this day that my old landlord did not kick my ass and kick me out. Because like that <laughs> dude, um, just shout out and props to like Jack, uh, Jack Galloway. That dude's a fucking legend. Like he's um, he works in the West End. His wife actually did the London 2012 Olympic ceremonies, that whole thing. Wow. When I when I uh, rented from him, I was like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I work for myself. Some months I might be late. Some months I won't. You always get your money. Um, and he was like, this is cool, dude. I own like a bunch of properties. I don't really have to worry too much about this one. Um, yeah, cool. Whenever that six month period, he was just like, I know you're stressed out. Relax, breathe. Do you want to go out for do you want to come out for a coffee? I can talk you through what's going on. Because he was like, dude, when I moved to London at your age, I had the same problems. So you'll be okay. <laughs> I was like, I need wow. So great, cool. a, a great guy. And he had me there for like that six month period. Uh, and then January, 2019, just the, the freaking floodgates broke for me, thankfully. Yeah, dude. Badass. It, it takes time. Shit happens. So yeah. And, and when you're in the transition periods, man, it's, uh, I call it the rickety bridge of transition. And, oh, uh, yeah. So I was, was, was going to ask you, so what did you go through emotionally to get past that? Because like, that's so Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I, I have a feeling you're like this as well. You have an insane amount of resistance and resilience to shit happening. You're like, hey, I could be feeling like crap, but I will show up and I will do yeah. what I need to do. And then when it's done, I'll take the time off to relax for a moment and deal with it. Like I, I'll go do and then feel and get, get it done. Like, but in that same process, while that is admirable, it does cause a lot of like psychological scarring. Yeah. But my question for you is how did you deal with that yeah you know it's um i had a season from 2018 2019 i think at one point out because i had you know rewind to 2017 i had 55 employees and we were doing like 30 million a year wow. in the different businesses i was in and i sold out of one of the businesses and eventually continued to get myself out of other ventures um but i i woke up in some some mornings with like arms my arms wrapped around my chest tightly, like just in tension because I was ready. I was going to face the day. But what I did, um, and I had like, I had a spreadsheet of people that I owed money to. And I would just go down that spreadsheet and just kept track and then knock out this one, knock out that one, trying to prioritize, you know, who I'm going to serve. Um, and, but I really had to work on my mindset in the morning. I would meditate. I would pray, read my Bible. I would go into some positive like money mindset book i read a positive money mindset book every week for 37 weeks in a row and now i've read like 93 books on that and and so that's that was my twice born how a crisis can remake you that's that's what birthed that was the crisis it helped me release all these things that were in my zone of excellence but didn't really serve my long-term purpose i feel like my long-term purpose was to be the top expert in the world at helping unleash high performers, deepest zone of genius. And then secondly, as time goes on, my broader vision established myself as America's top entrepreneur mentor. I'm not, uh, I don't have that brand cachet yet, but that's where I'm going in the future. Yeah. And well, um, the fact that you're saying that you want to go do it, you're going to go do it. So yeah, exactly. It's only so, a matter of time. Yeah. yeah. This, this is the thing that like, I think pisses off people 
well, I know it pisses me off, I don't know if it pisses you off, is the fact that we can, anything we turn our hand to, we'll immediately get, just get to where we need to be. It's like, I want to be the number one, I'm going to be the number one. But it's yeah. like, but do I really want to? Yeah. It's like, it's that question, it's like, do I really want to? And that's like a very interesting transition for me, because I want to ask, like, how do you know that is what you want to? Because again, once you find your zone of genius, it's where do you apply it? Yeah. So, you, know, you, got, you got the 12, uh, you got the 12 page PDF, which is incredible, but like, yeah the well it it really does help guide you through that and doesn't now also i'll clarify too you know when i've taken people through the process or going through it myself it's like all right i went from 20 percent clarity to 35 percent clarity it's kind of like that there's um, a verse in the book of psalms says your word is lamp onto my feet a light onto my path but you think in the old days a lamp a lamp if you're walking down a path in the dark a lamp's going to help you see the next four or five steps. Yeah. Not going to, you can't see the whole path. No. You need enough clarity to take the next steps. It's like driving your car in the dark. The headlights, you know, got an Audi and it has a Xeon, Xenon, whatever. I don't know how to say it, headlights and they, they, they're bright and they help, they move with the, the road and things like that. Um, but you see enough to make your next steps. And so I can see, I saw that right, one of my values and passions is, is entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that have their neck on the line, that like yourself, you know, you went through a brutal season in 2018 as well. And when you, the, the, you know, we have the most at risk and we're most responsible. We're going to get the most daggers in the back when we screw up. We're going to get the most praise when we're going to be the heroes when we win. Um, but man, I want to support them. That's, yeah. that's my biggest, biggest desire and dream. So, um, so that fits my values and passions, all the other strengths, um, supported that that's as so well. Cool. Right. So that, that's pretty badass in its own right. I could literally talk to you for freaking hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> so many freaking stories. All right. So kind of like jumping off of that point though, um, and kind of taking it to like more of the areas around uh, self-development is what you said, because you went through like several books that you read and of course you meditated every morning. My question for you is how did you start the practice of meditation? Because again, anytime you begin anything, that's the hardest time to do stuff. Even mm-hmm. working out, getting back in shape and everything like that. What was it that basically got you into the process of doing it? Yeah, um, great question. Really, hmm. I read a, a book uh, by Richard Foster called The Celebration of Discipline. It's a faith-based book, but he talks about meditation as being actually, sometimes from the Judeo-Christian heritage, we have issues with meditation, but we really shouldn't. Yeah. Um, so I read that. That was inspirational. That first planted the seed. Then I did some, uh, you know, I was in Tony Robbins' $100,000 a year mastermind for two years in his platinum partnership. And that Tony actually guides people through some really cool meditations and during the experiences. And so I started taking it more seriously then and saw the benefits of resetting your parasympathetic nervous system. And uh, so I was pretty active uh, with meditating while I was in Tony Robbins. And then I just saw that, hey, when I'm in a, uh, especially during that season of, of 2018, and you're still like, you might still have elements. I still have elements that I'm shedding. Oh yeah, always. Season. always, right? and beyond, <laughs> and before that. Yeah. Like that, there's just like so much. After this call, we'll have a little bit of a chat. But like, uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's just some stuff there. Interestingly, I want to like touch upon a point here, which is when you meditate, what do you actually do in your meditations? Because I know there's a there's a myriad of people that go. I sit in silence. I listen to music. I listen to an instrumental. I listen to like warrior meditations. I talk to myself. It's like, what's what do you do, Mike? I do a couple different things like this morning I did an om meditation and om is uh I don't remember which religion hinduism the hinduism yeah so om has it's a um it's word for god basically if i remember correctly and and um so you just that just soaks you in and it has some profound effects um then i do uh like these guided meditations um I have some that I've created myself. I have one called a claim your power NLP meditation. Nice. That I'll listen to myself. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll who's, listen to some of the, I was going to say, who's better voice to hear and influence you than your own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. 
And then, uh, and then I'll do like these other guided meditations on abundance or resistance or whatever I'm feeling led to. And there, some of them are like five minutes long. I can't just sit there and listen to music. I'm, I want to be guided through something. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I listen to just like instrumentals whenever I'm like relaxing or working. Yeah. But if I'm intentionally meditating, I need to listen to something to guide me. Yeah. I will do some visualization though, the visualization yeah. with the guided instrumental yes. music. And that helps you see where you're going and what you're creating. Yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't done this in a while, but like you've given me an idea just to dig up like old, uh, like for instance, wherever I want to live and I'm visualizing that to play that audio in the background. So I've got the actual background noise of that place just sinking into my brain. Yeah. Interesting. I never thought of that before, but that is powerful shit to say the least um so one of my favorite questions to ask on the show is always really comes down to well you've already answered one of my favorite questions which is actually no you partially answered it i want to ask this um no actually scratch that i was like trying to go through like has he answered this i'm like yeah he's actually just answered this question perfectly because he keeps the same practice so we're going to go to my other favorite question on the show and that is quite simply this life invariably kicks you in the nuts we know this it just does. It's called life for a reason. My question for you at the moment, what is it that you do to protect the confidence? I mean, your daily routine is powerful, but again, you can go through like a, a dip where the entire month is dead. Like no one's closing, no one's buying anything. There's something just that just happened. How do you maintain yeah. your confidence during those moments where it's not really within your control as much anymore? Or you yeah, feel like so, it's not in your control? Yeah, a, sh- a sure story back uh i guess was it january last year yeah it was january last year i just spoken at this event in la and it was one of my clients he had just started this mastermind and he flew me out to speak at his event and i loved it had a ton of fun and while i was there um on the way back i was like i just got hit with another round of overwhelm and feeling inadequate and feeling like ah you haven't done this you haven't done that and all that i was like man wow, I just felt defeated. <laughs> I should be going home. I was on the airplane uh, fr- flying from LA to Nashville. And I was like, man, I am feeling this overwhelmed. Where is this coming from? These And so then I just counteracted it, just punched it in the face and said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to write down all the things I've accomplished and all the things that have just great that have happened in the last two weeks. And I had like 25 things. Nice. And instead of feeling anxious, I, I even did it this morning. I was like, it's almost like a, uh, an achievement board. Um, sometimes we're like, oh, me as a high achiever on the Enneagram type three, I'm like, man, I want to keep achieving, <laughs> achieving, achieving. I'm a type seven. So I totally get Type it. seven, I, yeah. The, the my three one, and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, my, my favorite one that's quite probably one of my favorite words for uh, creating, as you said, just basically one of those counters is from another writer called Ryan Hunter. He calls it a windventory. Mm. I was like, I was like, yeah, works too. Yeah. So I, I just started writing out some of the things I've achieved in the last like month and a half. And I was like, all right, that's actually pretty freaking great. And uh, um, so it's just resetting, celebrating your wins. As us as entrepreneurs, creators, we don't celebrate our wins often enough with my team, any of my uh, staff. We st- start our, all of our meetings, our weekly meetings off with wins. And then with my mastermind, same thing. Coaching, one-on-one sessions, same thing. I should, have this show, I should have started this show off with wins. Damn it. Then we're going to do that <laughs> on the next show. That's going to be fun. That sounds yeah. good. But please continue. Sorry, I just jumped in there. Yeah, so that's that's a big piece is um, inter- counteracting overwhelm or uh, you know things like that with um, just celebrating the wins in progress because we – that will help that it's five C's. When you have clarity, you have greater confidence. When you have greater confidence, you act with more courage. When you act with more courage, you lead with greater conviction. And because of your greater conviction, your commitment level rises. So that's why the zone of genius process, that's why it's so effective. That's why this part of like, hey, if I'm feeling overwhelmed and lost sight and lost clarity about what I'm actually winning at, Actually writing it down just shifts you and gets you the momentum rolling in the, the right direction again. It's always powerful. I love it when you do stuff like that. Where you, I've, I've always been a proponent of when you write it down, it somehow jumps out of your head. 
and it becomes mm -hmm. less big in your head as well. Uh, it becomes tiny, which is lovely. So one of my favorite questions, actually, are you a movie person or are you just a book guy? I like movies a lot, but I don't remember them uh, as well as I do remember books. So, yes. but shoot, I'm, I'm game. All right. All right, I'll give you, I'll say this much. Uh, so the first question I'll ask you on this one is, what are five movies you'd recommend to anyone that you just know? You're like, you know what? I love these movies. You need to watch them. Mm. Braveheart, Gladiator, mm. Yes mm -hmm. Man. Hmm. Something about Mary is just so funny. Um, brings you joy. Always brings um, joy. I have Zoolander for that one. That's, that's yeah. There's got to be one. There's one with Denzel Washington that I got. It, maybe the Bodyguard was really good, but what was the one hmm. with Denzel? I might know which one it is. Give me a little bit of the story. Maybe uh, might be the Bodyguard. That I mean, there's a, he's got so many good ones. Um. He, that that one was where he was Whitney Houston's bodyguard. Yeah, and he saved her life, and it was pretty cool. Um, Training Day is really good too. But I'd say here, yes, man, I want to hit on that one for a second. Yes, I was gonna say because that's so that that rarely gets mentioned in anyone's list. Yeah, but here's here's the cool thing. So it's this story of this guy that he's used to saying no in his life, and he goes to this motivational speaker event kind of a tony robbins-esque guy and he gets and this guy gets everybody in the audience to say yes 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 and and then this guy jim carrey is in the movie and he's like used to saying no to everything and he gets and he's like what what are all these weirdos around me saying no to like why are they shouting yes and the speaker runs off the stage and confronts him does an intervention and gets him to start saying yes in his life and then he he, he, the next 24 hours when he would say no to something, just something horrible would happen. Like his car gets hit or whatever, you know, things like that would happen. But when he said, yes, beautiful things unfolded. And I, I watched that at a time I needed to see that. And what happened is I started saying yes to so many more things. I watched it about 12 years ago for the first time, maybe 13 years ago. And it's, it was like magic. I, my life expanded the richness the adventure the beauty of my life you know i went to i think the year that i watched it i went to like nine countries i did my first mini sabbatical now i also did a vision board um you know i think it was the six months after i watched it i set those things up and my life my whole life trajectory our lives can radically change because we say yes to life too many of us were were crossing our arms and skeptical um and just saying yes to life shifts your life in such a beautiful way could not agree more could not agree more it's one of the most beautiful things about life as well and wasn't that movie based on a real life like someone's real life i think so but i, I don't recall all the way yeah because like uh I'll, I'll have to have a look at it because i remember it because someone told me that they went to a yes group like in London, and that's basically where that's they kind of wrote it. I was like, oh, shit, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, okay, now this brings me to my favorite question. And because you're a book guy, you will have a lot of these. So I'm going to go with, if we were to go with 10 books that you would recommend, which ones would you go with? And by the way, we're not putting your books on the list because they're kind of already Yeah, there. yeah. Like we've no, already got right. those in there. I'm, gonna, I'm recommending those. Oh, thanks. Um, power of full engagement, which is all about energy management and why it's so important to manage your energy versus your time. Um, four hour work week, of course, I've read it like five times. Um, let's also add, what are some other books I've read over and over? 8020 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall. Mm -hmm. uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Uh, if you're building an expert brand, I highly, I would add Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Yep. Um, who else? Oh, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Science, Damn. that's Jen Sincero. So good. So yep. much fun. Um, Thinking to Grow Rich, Science of Getting Rich, Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Yeah, so, yep, so good. And then... Let me see. I'd put the alchemist. Let's put the alchemist on there about pursuing your dreams. Yep. One of my old times. And if I have enough room, I would add probably uh, Ryan Holiday still misses the key. Ooh, good shout. 
or obstacle um, is the way actually obstacle is a great book um yeah. that's pretty cool it's pretty cool all right so this is kind of fun because you when you were saying that you just triggered one of the questions i wanted to ask you and i legitimately forgot about until this exact moment and that is finding the right time for you to do your work because so many people have the symptoms like i don't know if i work well in the morning the afternoon the evening in the middle of the night how do you find your area and time that you, you you're basically on question so i'd break it down to multiple categories of work yes your your creative work uh like when i'm writing a book or working on like i wrote an, an, a 33-day abundance journal in two weeks last in july so i cranked that out in preparation for my abundant you challenge and i wrote it almost all in creative spurts on on like saturday mornings or actually sunday morning and then uh, during the mornings, during the week, because you, you, we each have about three to four hours a day of peak emotional energy. Hmm. And then we have other energy that's good for like administrative t- tasks, things that don't need such depth of thinking. And the problem is, is we squander a lot of our uh, best energy on non, non-high value, non like things that are not worth a thousand dollars an hour. Is like, you want to use... You're not using your creative energy as it was intended, basically. Yeah. And and like, for, intended. Yeah. And, and really, you know, so if I use my, I, most people have their peak emotional energy and thinking and clarity of thought between the hours of eight and 12 in the morning or seven and 11 or whatever. That's when you want to do your most valuable work, your biggest needle movers that are a thousand or $10,000 an hour activities. You don't want to do meetings. You don't want to do, administrative tasks you don't want to be looking at your taxes you don't want to be doing emails like those things need to be scheduled in the afternoon as much as possible um because we all have the same amount of hours in the day it's like hey just what is most valuable to get done so i'm i'm super intentional like in your time yeah so i mean if if you weren't in london we would not have our podcast interview in the morning it's morning my time yeah, but, I, I'm very uh, appreciative of you actually like taking the time during your peak time to do this. Oh, my uh, pleasure. This is pretty cool. But man, so okay, so what do you do with the afternoon time then? So when you come out of this creative state, do you actually take a walk in between to kind of decongest and go do the other admin stuff in your day? Because I, I yep. know some people that kind of only give you advice like, yeah, you should only focus all your creative time now here and then bunk off the rest of the day. And I'm like, you could do that, but that doesn't seem very fulfilling to me. Yeah, no, good question. So I, I generally will do my meetings, my coaching sessions, um, uh, administrative stuff. And yes, I do like to have breaks and rhythms. Like we need rhythms. Uh, you know, sometimes we act in today's world like we're human machines, but we're really human beings. And uh, creating those uh, Russians in, ni- in the 1950s and 60s, as they were doing this Olympic training, they discovered oscillating rhythms that your renewal time was just as important as your, your exertion time. And that's where this whole thought about the power of full engagement of your energy management. So it's emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical are your four energy quadrants. So you want to create exertion renewal. So like having a break, like having a little mini break about every 90 minutes, walk around, shift your energy, relax listen to music whatever like not just like i'm gonna pack my day with eight hours ten hours of super productive stuff yeah that's really powerful i'm glad someone's actually saying it like you because that way it gives it more credence which makes Mm -hmm. life a lot easier for everyone peoples so one of my favorite all-time questions again at the very end of the show is to ask simply this if someone was to start everything again from base you're like you've got a fresh entrepreneur completely out of you know the woodwork as is what advice would you tell like what would you give them just to begin with it's like hey man because you've given them books you've given them movies they've listened to this podcast they're completely enamored with you what is their next step question so one of my favorite questions is ask what does my environment have to look like for my success as i define it to be inevitable So that comes down to what's my physical environment look like right now. I'm looking out at this valley, like literally I can see thousands of feet in ahead of, ahead of me. 
because I'm looking out this beautiful big window and, and I want to put myself in inspiring environments, things that help me dream and expand. Um, and even if you don't have money, like there was times, you know, years ago, um, my wife and I wanted to go to like, she really loves fancy hotels. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend 400 500,000 bucks a night for this hotel at the time. And, but let's go have tea at the hotel and we can afford a $16 tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, we may not like, but we put ourselves in that environment yeah. of like, Hey, this is coming to me. This is where I belong. This is who I am. Um, and then so that put yourself in inspiring environments, do whatever it takes. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money because that helps shift your energy in your state. That's why they say flutter creates depression. Secondly, put yourself in, do whatever it takes to put yourself around more inspiring people. Like you brilliantly created a podcast, right? It's one of the best things you do, you can do. And, it, and get yourself in masterminds, mentorship, yep. free or paid. Like, I mean, I, when I work with people, like I had a one-on-one yet, or yesterday, a half-day VIP session. Someone flew in, something she struggled with for years, very high performer, she shifted that in a single half day. At the end of the four hours, she's like, Mike, wow, like her, her shifts. She got clarity on all these things we've been talking about. And, and so I just, something she could have figured out on her own in two or three years, she invested a nice little chunk of money. But then, because I'm an expert at that, I can cut the timeline. Working with smart people that are more complex, whether it's in fitness, health, business, whatever, working with people that are way ahead of you in that area um, shortens your timeline. It's like, you, yeah. when I did Tony Robbins, I went from, I did more in two years than I would have done in 10. Yeah. Then third thing is just uh, continually study, like do those daily habits that just keep lifting you up. Like I've read 1500 books now because I've made it a day since, since a goal since I was 19 to read at least 30 minutes a day, every day. And I rarely miss it. And some days I'll read a couple hours and a speed read and all that too now. So, yeah. So now I can say I'm a subject matter expert at four or five different things. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. That's so badass. Guys, please go check out Mike over at MikeZella.com. Get onto his mailing list. Stalk him where you can. Buy stuff from him as always. You just had a great interview with him. And I can tell you, dude's freaking awesome as is. Mike, thank you so much for being here today. And I appreciate you coming on to the show, man. Dude, thank you for having me on. Pleasure connecting. This was one of my most fun interviews I've had in a while. Yes, it's on record. It's on record. (laughs) Fuck everyone else. Sorry, I have a whole thing with this. It's a running gag. But anyway, guys, please rate, review, and subscribe. As always, have yourself an amazing weekend. And guys, we're inside the countdown. Last eight episodes to come out. Ooh, we got some treats for you. Take care, guys. Speak to you soon.